From high atop the world headquarters of Southeastern Fly, this is the Southeastern Fly podcast. Thanks for joining us and stopping by. If you get a chance, share this with your best fishing buddy. So before we get started today with our topic on fly rods, I want to do a little housekeeping. So this is David. Just to let you know, the Southeastern Fly podcast Facebook group was hacked. Thank you very much, whoever did that. I hope you get uh, salt in your Cheerios. So what we're going to do is I've already started another Facebook group. It's named exactly the same, Southeastern Fly Facebook Facebook group or podcast by Southeastern Fly Facebook group. And if you'll search that on Facebook, you'll see the logo, the blue fly that says Southeastern Fly on it podcast. If you could just uh, click and ask to join that one, you'll be admitted. You'll see all the new content. Sorry for the inconvenience. Obviously, there was nothing I could do about it. And uh, woke up one day and Facebook said, hey, something's going out in your name. And we've closed everything for you down and took away my moderation with my own Facebook group. And apparently that can't be fixed, but the group is still out there. So we're also putting some notices out there uh, every once in a while to say, hey, this one's closing down or we're not using it anymore. I guess it's probably a better way to put it. And we're moving over here to the new group. So if you'll do that, like I said, you'll you'll be alerted through there. I found out that there's a lot of folks. They use that Facebook group to know whenever there's a new podcast episode out there. So you've already missed one. Uh, if you haven't gotten it about fishing South Florida, it was a Wisdom from the Guides episode. It's episode 69. This is episode 70, I believe, if I got my numbers right. But anyway, uh, that group is a great group. As you know, if you've been part of it, we also have used it in the past to figure out what we want to talk about, uh, what y'all are looking for in a podcast topic. And we've taken some polls there. We've we've done a lot through that group, and I intend to continue to do that. So, again, if you can uh, just search Facebook or heck, just just uh, message me and I'll, I'll point you in the right direction. So, anyway, enough about that. That was a bummer, but now we're back on our feet up and running. And like I said, I appreciate everybody that has already joined. And let's move on to our topic for today. And this topic is called, which weight fly rod do I need? And and why am I, why am I doing one on this one? Well, if I had a dollar for every time I've been asked, which weight fly rod should I choose for this or that or the other, I'd probably buy a pretty high end rod. So I thought, well, uh, instead of people wondering, you know, doing, doing internet searches and doing all that stuff, it, it comes down to kind of in a way, per, personal preference and what you kind of want. And that, that's a very loose term, I know, but I'm just going to tell you, this is David's philosophy on it. Okay. It's not set in stone and neither is anyone else's, even the, even the manufacturers will, they can get you in the right ballpark as far as length and weight goes, but we're going to talk specifically about weight. I like to have as long a rod as what anybody can handle, and the longer I can use, uh, the better I can man. And if you've ever been fishing with me or know anything about me, presentation is it for me, and I just like to have that that little bit longer rod if I can get it up to a point. We're not talking about, so I guess I need to clarify, I'm not talking today about uh, Euro rods at all. Not that I don't like them. I've got some hanging up in the shop down there. So it's not about that. This is about just presentation, delivering flies, fighting fish, that sort of thing. Where do I need to start looking? What do I start need to start casting? So keep your price range in mind here. It's your money. So spend as little or as much as you need to. There's price ranges to fit just about any budget. 
Uh, and just because you choose a cheaper fly rod doesn't mean that you, you know, that you're not serious or you're, or you're, you're a trout bum or anything like that. So keep that in mind. Also keep in mind that, and I'd heard Lefty say this several times, and I don't normally like to quote left, Lefty like everybody else does, but he said, these rods nowadays can cast better than we can. Even the cheaper ones, uh, now I'm not talking about the $29 one that you can you can get on eBay or whatever. I'm talking about graphite rods here, so keep that in mind. I love fiberglass too, so I'm not talking about fiberglass this time. We may do one on fiberglass in the in the future. I love fiberglass rods. They feel great. They're, they're a great rod, and I've got some of those too. But talking about graphite here, so not Euro. We're talking about graphite, and we're going to start at the the bottom weights here so one and two weights talk about those just just a second so they're cool they're really a cool little rod and they work great on small trout smaller bluegill you get a larger bluegill in there they're fun but you know it's it just kind of becomes a game then uh i don't particularly use them or own them that doesn't mean that you shouldn't if you so get what you want that's that's my philosophy on that if you like them and you want to go use them by all means please go buy one use it build it whatever you want to do that's totally up to you i generally am going to start around a three or four weight so three or four weight is is great for small trout and panfish that sort of thing smaller panfish that sort of thing not normally you're you're not normally going to fight the fish off of the butt of those rods you're going to fight it more off the tip and in the middle it gets to the butt pretty quick but i mean you you can't generally like like point that rod down at the fish and expect to land it uh clamp down on the line that sort of thing but they have a great feel to them i love a three weight in the smokies and i also love a four weight in the smokies uh, and and I used it in in Colorado the three weight this year in Colorado a little bit loved it there too fishing up in a high mountain creek uh, for smaller browns love that rod I just I like it because it delivers small dries and smaller nymphs and that sort of thing a short distance so you're not trying to make these these Hercules Wonder Woman casts out there you're trying to like get a good stiff roll cast is good your presentation I've got a I think I've got I think I've got an eight and a half foot three weight. I think it's what that rod is uh, that I love to take in the Smokies. It's light. I can use it all day. It's got enough power for me to be able to deliver a fly. You can double haul with it a little bit to deliver the fly faster. Uh, like I said, in the Smokies, you don't have to do a lot of of uh, heavy lifting up there. It's all pretty much heavy climbing. Same thing in the Rockies uh, around Colorado. That that sort of thing of. Uh, Delivering that fly short distance with accuracy. So I, I just want to make sure there's not rod flex back and forth left to right. Uh, whenever it, whenever it unloads, you know, it kind of gets that springing effect. If, it, if it's unloading and going left or right, it may not be quite exactly what you need to be able to hit those small pockets that you need to hit up in the Smokies and Colorado. I'll add that in there as well. And some streams in Arizona and definitely North Georgia, North Carolina some South Carolina and Virginia. So that's smaller rod, smaller flies, smaller rivers, smaller creeks, delivering flies is short distance. That's, that's probably what I'm looking at at a four, three or four weight rod. A fish on either of those feels good. You know, even a small fish feels really good on that, those, those uh, weight rods. 
So let's move on to five weights. Five weights most common. I mean, in nine foot five weight, there's no telling how many of those have been sold in the world. Uh, for some reason, we've settled in and said that is the starting point. Uh, that is the common rod. And I like, I've got a great nine foot, no, eight and a half foot five weight Helios, the original Helios. Love that rod. It delivers the fly straight. Great for presentation, and so are the other five weights. I'm just saying this is my. I guess I'm going off of which rods are my favorite at this at this point in the podcast in this episode. So it it, it can also deliver a five weight can also deliver a little bit of split shot, a little bit more of an indicator if you're into that sort of thing. It can do some streamer uh, fishing, uh, some sinking lines if they're not too too heavy. You put a lot of pressure and it'll feel like all of them. With a sinking line, sink tip, if it's too heavy of a line, it'll feel like it's starting to get tip heavy real quick, and uh, it'll start having some rebound problems if you get too heavy on line. So if you're delivering some streamers with a five weight, it's very doable. Uh, you just want to be careful on the line uh, and how much split shot you put in or cones on streamers, split shot on nymphs, that sort of thing. So be mindful of that. It's Another great rod for delivering, well, I guess probably more for presentation, a little bit of delivery there. So I like those in that in that case of not a lot of wind, not a lot of anything. It's just a good all-around rod for trout and a little bit bigger panfish. You can, you can land, I've landed some bass on this rod, uh, this, this five weight, the Helios uh, on poppers. I like that. That's a lot of fun. Uh, they're not huge. They're not huge bass, but they're bass nonetheless, less uh, smallmouth and largemouth. So you can use them for those. Wouldn't probably take it to the ocean, you know, unless you were going to get into some, maybe some whiting would be cool. Smaller whiting in the in the wash would be cool to, to catch. Uh, if you can get that done, that would be a fun fight, but you'd have to get them. It's in the ocean, so you'd have to get them in before something else decided it wanted to eat it. Six weight, I'm going up in weight now. Does everything a five weight will do? Better in the wind, you'll find people that fish out west like Montana, Wyoming, some in Colorado, a little bit in Arizona, not a ton down there, but a lot of wind, fall. It's it's kind of late fall right now, so it's windy every single day. At Starting at 11 o'clock, it gets windy, and the wind blows until the sun's starting to set and getting behind the, the hills and the trees here. So I fish folks with six weights uh, if they want to use the rod boats. Or the boat rods, sorry. If they want to use the boat rod boats, uh, if they want to use the boat rods, they're generally going to be a six weight for several reasons. One, if it's windy like it is now, that helps a little bit in the delivery of the fly, uh, keeps it tracking straight. Two, they're not as tired at the end of the day, so they're not trying to overpower that six weight versus that five weight. And you just kind of have to remember that, all right, it's little bits of an ounce it may be a half ounce i haven't looked to see what the differences are lately but i mean they're they're minuscule in ounces as far as the weight of that rod and i've probably said this before but i use six weight rods but i also trim down or go down on the reel a step so it'll have a a three to five weight reel on it but keep in mind we're in a boat if we have to chase something you know we can chase it we're not we're not constricted by depth of water and where we can wait so keep that in mind that just makes for a little lighter a little lighter setup all the way around we don't have as much not quite as much backing on the reels because they're a little smaller and that six weight line's a little fatter and kind of i i tend to go 
It's a pretty heavy weight forward, so it's easy. It's an easy cast to deliver the fly. Uh, right there, you're still you're still starting to get you're starting to get into some fighting off the butt a little more. I think, in my opinion, again, this is all opinion. Starting to get a little bit off the fighting off the butt of the rod, uh, which is good. You're you know you're not relying on that tip still for trout. You really don't want to point the rod down at the trout because that'll and clamp down because that'll uh, generally going to let that trout uh, rip that hook out, and then you're just sitting there wondering how big it how big it really was. But I think the biggest thing here is delivery in the wind and not in the wind. We could do a little bit of split shot the other day. Just the other day we did a little bit of split shot, and it was pretty easy to deliver that to deliver that fly with a couple pieces of split shot and a heavy heavy fly because we were fishing one generator. And we were we were bobber fishing, so I was like, let's, let's get that on down there. We caught a few fish, nothing like what I really wanted to. But I'll also say this: we did catch a bluegill that day, and or, or two or three, can't remember. We got into a little bit of a bluegill bluegill blitz, if you will, and they fight like a bigger, little bit bigger trout. So uh, that was interesting. Uh, so that's that's the reason why I spent a little bit of time there on six weights, but I I have those. I bet I've probably got eight or ten six weights, something like that. So that's really kind of my workhorse go-to rods. It has been for a while, so just keep that in mind. But let's move on to seven weights. So my brother had a 20-gauge shotgun one time. Uh, he got it for Christmas, and it was cool, and and he liked it, and, and I liked it. It didn't kick quite as much as, like, my dad's 12-gauge pump, but it— Probably wasn't the greatest thing for squirrels. I mean, it would definitely, it would definitely tear them up pretty bad. And I say that, say this: there are some rods that are good for some things, but it's also kind of like a fishing ski boat. A seven weight is to me. This is again, somebody out there is like, I love my seven weights, and that's fine. I'm just talking about what I like. But it's it, for some things, it's underpowered. You know, like you. You could go red fishing with it, but you wouldn't want to get like a big red fish on it. And you could go trout fishing with it, but you'd want to throw streamers for a little bigger trout on it. You know, you wouldn't want to try to present to your your average run-of-the-mill 12 to 14-inch trout because it would just really might overpower them a little too much. You wouldn't probably get enough bend of the rod during the fight. Uh, it'd be a little, possibly a little too stiff, a little too much rod. But you could throw a, a light fly pretty good ways on it. So anyway, seven weight rods, I've had those too. Uh, I don't think there's a weight that we're going to talk about other than until we get up in the bigger weights that I haven't owned at least one of. So I've had them. I've had them. Just not a big fan uh, because they kind of fall in a place where that I, that I use a six weight for or an eight or a ten weight for. So if you like them, great. If you found a use for them, that's fantastic. Streamers is one thing that, that comes to mind uh, that they're good for with, with some sinking line. And again, you don't want to go too, too heavy on the sinking lines, but you can get a little heavier than you can with that five weight that we were talking about earlier. So let's go on to eight and nine weights. Great for inshore redfish. Uh, just your run-of-the-mill wet redfish, either in Florida, uh, Mississippi, or uh, Louisiana in Texas. You know, just the everyday uh, bread and butter of redfish, not not the bull reds and that sort of thing. Snook, other saltwater fish at a reasonable, even tarpon. Uh, if you can throw small tarpon, which we talked about with Christina and Jeff on the last podcast of, of fishing for those small tarpon, which I still want to get down there and do. I just I haven't had a chance. I got an invite to do that the other day, and now I'm trying to figure out when the heck I'm going to 
fit that on my calendar. Uh, I just I just need to write it down and go. But good for striper uh, around here. There's some striper. You don't you know forty fifty pound striper maybe a little maybe a little bit big for that particular rod, but not saying that it can't be done. Eight weights good for trout on streamers. A little bit better than a seven. Uh, you can get now you're into those really heavy sinking lines to get it down in front of their face. Let it get down there and marinate marinate that fly a little bit and hunt that fish up. Uh, so that's that's good. Good for fly delivery on on heavier heavier flies. Lots of if you if you're one of those that fish a lot of weight, I don't necessarily do the, do a lot of weight in the fly. I try to do it in the in the line, but uh, you can do that with those. That's kind of the way that I've been looking at those eight weights, nine weights, same thing. Great for redfish. Uh, you've probably heard me say this before, but uh, Greg and I went to uh, Louisiana, and he I took a 10-weight. He took a 9-weight. remember what kind of was I, I think it was an Orvis of some kind. I can't remember what. It's been a minute. I can't remember which one it was, but he started out first, and I was like, hey, let me try that rod, and we just swapped the rod back and forth all for, for two days of fishing. We didn't, we didn't pull my rod out of the boat at all. We just fished right off of his using the same fly and that sort of thing. So really like hit that nine weight. That's a good all around all purpose rod for redfish. Even if you get we getting up into some bigger fish, they they still were fine. Ten weights. I really, really like ten weights for a couple of reasons. One, again, eight, nine, ten, they're within about the same weight range as far as the, how much they weigh as a rod. And again, I'll 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 go down on the real, you know, one notch in that case. I've got a really good, nice saltwater reel that I use, uh, and I can use it on an eight or a ten. But it's supposed to fit an eight, but I can I use it on a ten as well. Again, a ten weight and the salt for redfish, bigger redfish is great. But even the run of the mill uh, bread and butter redfish, it's great for those because you know you can you can fight it. You can fight straight off the butt with them. Uh, Cause their mouths are pretty, pretty tough and just crank down on the drag and just, you know, drag them in. And again, in the wind, you're a little bit fresher. Those flies aren't really big that we're using for those. But at the end of the day, I just feel like you're a little bit fresher. That nine weights kind of in that category as well. So I like it for that. For musky, uh, for, for bull reds, definitely. That's a great rod for bull reds. The 10 weight is especially if you're going out uh, past the marsh or they're in the marsh in the fall, something like that. You'll stumble up on on bigger bull reds when you least expected it, even even not in the fall. Uh, they'll show up in the marsh sometimes, so it's good to have a little bit of extra horsepower in there to help those help get those in. Muskie and the bigger flies, we use those for the, for, uh, the 10 weights for that. Some 11 weights, you know, if you're delivering, you know, the big flies and old wet socks, good for casting both of those. You'll have uh, a little bit of, a little bit of better, a little bit fresher at the end of the day with 11 weight too. So good for, you're starting to get into those rods where you can kind of lift and pull and, and do those sorts of things on those bigger, bigger fish. And they'll deliver a little bit bigger fly too, uh, especially on the muskie. That's kind of what I'm talking about there as far as delivering that bigger fly. The lifting and pulling is, is I mean, on the muskie, they kind of fight for a while and then they just kind of roll over and you drag them in. But uh, the redfish, they don't do that. They they continue to fish so the snook. And so, you know, there's a lot of other fish out there that I'm not covering today, but you kind of get my, you get where I'm going with that. 11 and 12s, I don't own any 11s and 12s. I just, 
I don't have that every day, day in, day out need for them. Uh, the the tarpon guides that I go with supply them, and that way I don't have to buy one. I'm not saying that I wouldn't wouldn't buy one because I'd like to have one just to say I've got one that I'll get familiar with and practice in the yard with and that sort of thing. But I can do the same thing with some of the rods I have down there and be pretty close whenever I get uh, standing up up front of the boat down in, in Florida or wherever I'm going. But uh, great for, for delivering tarpon flies, those 11 and 12s. I mean, you can zing those things out there, even though in my humble opinion, they're not really made for casting flies as much as they are for pulling on fish and fighting off the butt of the fish and that sort of thing. So, you know, you just kind of got to keep that in mind that you can fling those things 10 miles. I mean, you can fling them a long way with a 12 weight, uh, those little tarpon flies. So keep that in mind. But you may not be quite as accurate because I just, they're more made for power uh, of the fight. So, which, I mean, kind of makes sense that you're you're not going to have to toss them. You're going to have to toss them a pretty good ways, but you're also sight fishing. So you, it's not like you're blind casting for tarpon a lot. You're waiting you see them coming, you deliver the fly when they're within your sight and when the time is right. And, uh, and, and we've all kind of got that sweet spot of where we can cast and be comfortable and immediately start gathering up, you know, loose line and that sort of thing to get the fly to move. So that keep that in mind. In general, they really kind of, in my opinion, for the most part, those bigger rods start kind of feeling like they they cast like crap, but they do have a good a good delivery at the at the right distance uh and obviously they're great for the for fighting uh fighting fish you start getting up into those 13 14 15 marlin tuna whatever you know those bigger rods and and i haven't fished those so i really can't speak to them like i said in the beginning of this it's just these are just my opinions uh this is kind of a baseline that you can go by so don't take this as gospel because it certainly isn't that uh, but that's just some of the things that I found over time that uh, that helped me whenever I pick out which rod I'm going to take wherever I'm going. If I'm going for trout uh, in the Smokies, I'm going to go a little smaller. Tailwaters, that sort of thing, maybe some bass, some smallmouth. I'm, I'm going to end up with a six weight about 99% of the time. If I'm going down for just your run-of-the-mill redfish uh, in the marsh, you know, inland, uh, I'm going to probably show up with an eight. If it's going to be particularly windy, I'm going to show up with a 10. Uh, if Greg's with me, I'm probably going to just use Greg's rod, Greg's rod and enjoy that. So I can't say how many different rods I've been so lucky to cast with clients and stuff like that and friends that 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 bring rods. And I'm, I'm constantly saying, hey, let me cast that. Is it okay if I fish that and maybe try to catch fish off of it? Just to, just to say I did in one respect, but also you never know when you might say this rod really fits my my cast, either good cast or bad cast. I mean, some of us have bad cast too. I mean, every everybody's cast isn't quite as great as what they think it is, mine included. And, you know, you, you start getting into different fly rods and seeing what they'll do. And you might find something that you're like, wow, this is exactly what I'm looking for. So cast all of them that you can. So let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Back to the Southeastern Fly Facebook uh, podcast Facebook group. It was hacked. Uh, we built a new one. If you'll just search that Fly Fishing Podcast by Southeastern Fly Facebook group, that is a mouthful. If you'll search that, find our logo, uh, which is the blue Southeastern Fly podcast with the blue uh, dry fly on it. Ask to join that. I'll admit you. 
and uh, you'll be able to see that new content. And we appreciate you listening to this. We appreciate you joining up in that. And as always, you can you can contact me any way you, you want to. Text seems to work the best. Uh, I was off today, which was a good day. Me and the dogs hung out, and we just kind of hung around. So it's hard to catch me unless I'm off. And you can get me on the river through text at some points. So on some rivers, it's pretty much all day, but some of the rivers, it's, you know, Stand on the rower seat, hold your phone above your head as high as you can. You might get a text. So there's a couple spots on the river like that. But uh, you'll be able to see our new content on the Facebook group. I'm excited about that. I'm not excited about whoever hacked it, but I'm excited that we got another one. We put some some things in place to hopefully this won't ever happen again. So we'll be glad to see you there. But uh, you just listened to which weight fly rod do I need on Southeastern Fly. See you next time.